Welcome to Stories from the Center of the Universe, the podcast about the human experience. Ross Luck, welcome to the Center of the Universe. Uh, Glad you could join us. Thanks for the invite, and it's my honor to be here. And I know you mean that very seriously when you say it's your honor. I do. We also have to mention that uh, Silent Rob is here, and the three of us uh, did grow up pretty darn near each other and saw each other a lot. You and Rob, in particular, had a pretty close relationship growing up. Not that we didn't, but like I was hanging out with Duke and Coco and Pee Wee. Right. Y'all had the neighborhood. I enjoyed listening to the growing up in Ashland. That That was fun. Yeah. But yeah, Rob and I, I guess mutual parents, new mutual friends, and then, yeah. Who, who'd you hang out with when you were a younger person? Uh, probably, well, the Ashland crew, because we were in Ashland over the Dupriest a lot, mm. um, and then over at Rob's house a lot, and got to know you guys that way, yep. the neighborhood. Didn't hang around Co and Duke as much. That's, but, that's probably a good move. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, growing up young, I guess young, we were over on off Mount Herman Road. So, uh, Kyle Hendricks, Hilton, okay, yeah, Hilton yeah, yeah, Marcus, yep. Um, and we knew a bunch of people from Hanover Country Club. So, we Rob Styles, mm-hmm. uh, Max Schubert, a uh, bunch of those folks that I knew from that side of the county, like out Montpelier, Doswell, and then. We would all meet, hang out at the club, and uh, golf, mm. play tennis ball. Tennis ball was awesome. That, that, was, that was phenomenal. I mean, can you describe for our listening audience tennis ball? Yeah, tennis ball is a uh, like a wiffle ball, but you play – the bat is a tennis racket, and the ball is a tennis ball. So, the, I mean, you swing it, and it, it you hit it right, it goes. And the way the field was oriented, if you hit it pretty far in left field, it was a bunker. Yeah. Or the tennis court. Or the tennis court. That was that was an automatic home run if you get to the tennis court. <laughs> Few people could do that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, square ball. Yeah, four squ- square. Yeah, four square is a ton of fun. I sh- I could we could still play that now. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, probably hurt ourselves within the first fifteen <laughs> minutes or so. But broken ankle. We're good. So when you were growing up, was I mean, we've always, and to this day, I have this line, the river, I, I don't go south unless I absolutely have to. Like somebody's paying me something or there's an emergency, I'll go to the south of, of the river. Is there something around, is there a line between east and west Hanover that we just didn't cross as kids? I don't think, well, for me, no, well, because out at the country club, you had to go west on on uh, 54 right. to get there, which wasn't as developed. Um, and then Kings Dominion, we were heading there. So heading north. Had, yeah, that was north. So east west, it was. We probably didn't go to Mechanicsville. Well, Lee Davis is over there. Yeah, what, what's the point right. going over yeah. there? Maybe it was ninety five. Yeah, maybe east west. Yeah, because you know, there, Mike Woods was out in Hanover. That he was at the courthouse. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know anybody else really that I hung out with. Maybe besides him via the. Hanover uh, Country Club. So you were mostly going west and occasionally north. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, not uh, not towards the courthouse. So, yeah, I don't know, 95, and I don't know anything about, like, from Ashland west because none of that was developed. So you mm-hmm. had you had to, to see your friends. You had to drive. Yeah. Mac, Mac Schieber lived out at Campbell's Pond, hung out with him and, and uh, his 
the uh, Ted Schubert and D. Right. Uh, Campbell. Um, and Barrett and Hugh Shepard Campbell. So they were all out that way. Right. So, yeah, so you were, if you didn't have parents to drive you, you weren't seeing them yeah. as a kid. Exactly. So yeah. that's, why, that's why Hanover Country Club is such a draw for folks that you know, it just was a mixing pot. And did Jack and Sherry, your parents, have four kids because they didn't want to drive all the time? Probably. Cause, <laughs> and I guess I was, well, some of that probably fell to Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, more than me. By the time they were old, old enough to do stuff, my younger sisters, um, I was in college, so I think Andy got some of that, <laughs> which so isn't a bad thing. The, the age gap between you and Andy is two years. two years, and then to marry Chris, what is it from Andy? Uh, two. I think it's two for everybody. Oh, it's two all the way. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, right? nice. Or I just try to round it that way. I don't know exactly. So, did you and Andy like spend a lot of time together wrestling? Yeah. Getting in trouble a little bit. Definitely, yeah. Um, and then once we got to, I guess, maybe middle school, things changed a little bit, like sixth, seventh grade, I guess. What, what changed? You had your, your group of yeah. friends. You had his group yeah. of friends. and yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was – yeah, he was hanging out with his friends. I was doing – but, yeah, we would – up until then, we, you know, pitched each other in the backyard for wiffle ball, baseball, throw football, play uh, – the punting game where you punt if you catch it take three steps or if you don't catch it then you razz the guy see I only had a sister I, <laughs> I, I never played that Buffy's she can hold her in <laughs> yeah she would just swing at you with various things if, if, I've heard those stories oh my gosh yeah yeah uh, I I think I told somebody on one of these recordings that both my sister and I have drawn Dupree's blood <laughs> in backyard <laughs> activities one one activity that I guess I can say now because of the uh, statute of limitations. Um, I talked, I don't know if it was my idea or, or it may have been my brother's idea, but he had his friends and uh, I had me by myself. But somebody convinced somebody that to have a bottle rocket fight would be a good idea. <laughs> like like direct fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. So <laughs> we, we survived that. Um, I think I got the best of them because I, I chose, I convinced them I, behind the the storage shed was a better place and they would be in a ditch. <laughs> so, so I got I got the better of them, I think, that day. You, you uh, prevented as much mobility as they should have enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Was it you against all of them? Wait a minute. From a, from a military standpoint, that was I had the technical advantage. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> How many was it? It was one against? Uh, two or three. Okay. They, and you know, they could just run laterally. And <laughs> that was I about it. To, yeah. So all I had to do is hide, wait for them to do their volley, and then come out firing. A <laughs> little, little bit like a fish in a barrel, that's sounds it. like. That's right. All right, so – you obviously played a ton of sports. Um, growing up, I've always said, because Silent Rob and I went to private schools, didn't play any sports at Patrick Henry, and I always said if I had gone to Patrick Henry, I would have been like the 10th guy off the bench in basketball, and I m- might have started for a game when three guys got hurt on defense kind of thing. It was tougher. My impression was, because I played 8th grade or 7th grade football at Liberty, I remember how tough some oh, yeah. of those kids were. And then I go to private school, I'm like, these kids are not tough at all. Yeah. You had to go through some tough stuff at Patrick Henry. I guess you didn't know any better. Sure. And I'm thinking well, about football in particular. Yeah, it was the same way when when you got done. 
Ashland Little League, Ashland Vikings. You, right. know? you thought you were big stuff once you got past that. And I remember trying out for Liberty football and it was like, holy moly, it's like a different mixing bowl because there's different levels of talent. And different ages too. And, and different ages. So yeah, it was, uh, it was eye-opening. Now, when, so when we went to Liberty, it was eighth and ninth grade. Right, and then the next year was seventh through ninth, yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, – we went through seventh grade at Gandy. Right. And then we went eight, nine at Liberty, and then 10 through 12 at Patrick Henry. So they – I don't think they had a ninth grade team. I think when you got to ninth grade, you may have had to go play JV. I think that's right. Yeah. And I think they – eventually, after you went there, they had kids from Gandy come up. Like even sixth graders would come up sure. before they actually yeah. became a sixth through eighth. Yeah. I think the eighth grade team at Liberty was just eighth graders when you were there. Or did you have seventh graders from Gandy? It was just eighth graders, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was – but, man, you talk about talent. It Third was string Kevin, running back could have started a lot of now, places. Now, let's see, Kevin Thomas – was quarterback when he was in seventh grade yep so yeah they may have they may have had him come up from gandy no no i'm sorry when you were in eighth grade the seventh grade was actually there it was it was their first year i think that's right because i was in seventh grade when you were in eighth grade right and and i went to liberty yeah they did that was the first year we were there yeah kevin thomas was a quarterback donnie was the running back right what position were you playing at the time well, I went out, I think, for tight end, but somehow they stuck me on the offensive and defensive line. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> but you, you, I played, you, you're I, a skinny kid, right? Yeah. I mean, just an average guy. Yeah. And I played defensive end at for the Vikings, and I thought that, you know, and I was quick. I, wasn't, I didn't have a lot of speed, but I was quick. Right. I, I can move pretty good. Basketball, you know, that helped uh, – give me some feet and good skills there so they stuck me on the line and I guess I did all right not I think they took me off of offense and it just I was defense mainly were you playing like a d tackle or yeah d tackle d well <laughs> the funny the coaches were not the best but they thought that um Jack DeBoris and Sylvester Miner should be the defensive ends because they were the tallest that was their <laughs> thinking like Jack DeBoris, he he's an awesome receiver. He he didn't want to play defense that much, so he was kind of out there, just as okay. I'm I'll tall, be on the field. I'm, I'm tall. Yeah, I'll, I'll play. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Uh, so there was, but there was a lot of subbing going on. So I did. I played tackle and, and defensive end, um, and a little bit subbed here and there for for offense. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was a seventh grader on that team, and I remember. Oklahoma drill and thinking I, I'm so much smaller in my mind I was like half the size of everybody else and of course I wasn't but I wasn't a big sure. kid either uh, then we're doing bull in the ring bull in the ring yeah and then we, we that it was almost like from the dark ages that metal contraption it was squared off and it, it yeah it decided to keep your head down yeah but you ding it and well you'd either ding it or you're you're just getting <laughs> crushed and you're only three and a half feet off right. off the ground yeah I mean you're you're literally doing those drills at least three times a week is my recollection, yeah. and they're all brutal. Yeah, and I'm not saying we were wearing leather helmets, but the helmets weren't great. <laughs> no, and we didn't have those super pads on, you know, that right. that they put now, or, or some of the programs have on top of their head. But yeah, um, but Ashland Little League was awesome back then. Oh my gosh, 
football, baseball, basketball. And, yeah, we had a blast. Um, I remember you pitching mm. in Little League. You know, I remember about you. Mm. That you wouldn't put your hat on tight so it would fall off every time you'd throw the ball so you would feel like you're throwing the ball faster. <laughs> I'm sorry I caught you. No, I don't know if that was intentional or not. I remember I had a that, huge mop. That was that was the rumor that <laughs> why, why is Paul why did he tighten his hat? Down? Wait a minute, wait a minute. How old were we? Uh but twelve maybe. Uh, but I see Andy, my brother played against you. I, I never played baseball. So I was twelve, but Andy, that, Andy was eleven. And you were, I think, Dodgers, and he was the Yankees with uh, Mr. Woods, right? And with, the Yankees had Lesturgeon, yeah. And uh, Joe Crowder was his assistant coach, yeah. and we won all the time because we had guys like Logan Gilman yeah. and all these other guys. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. That was the rumor. Like, why did so, we were? <laughs> that was the scuttlebutt, and we were watching the game. You pitching against my brother's team, and. And it was like, why does Paul's hat keep falling off? It's like, well, that, he keeps it loose. Watch when he puts it back on. It, it's loose, so it, it falls off his head, so he thinks he's throwing the ball. <laughs> that son of a gun, that dodger. So, <laughs> but you were humming. I mean, you were a good pitcher. Well, hold on. Just a little backstory. This is, this is the first time I've heard that. I may, I may have done that. I don't recall doing that. But I was also in a play. Uh Oliver Twist uh-huh. at Patrick Henry, and I was I was orphan number seventeen, <laughs> and the director told us Harold Wright told us to grow our hair out, <laughs> and so I hadn't had a haircut in like six months. You I, I had a mop. I don't think I could keep that thing. You're over immersing my hair. yourself in the role. <laughs> I, absolutely, he told me to not cut my hair, so I didn't cut my hair. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but um, one one cool st- other story I remember from Little League, and this this is. Before things, I guess, you know, the age of getting crazy and, and helicopter parents. And right, stuff. yeah, yeah. Um, I played for Hank Lowry. Basketball. Now basketball, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, basketball. Yeah. And Eddie, my cousin Eddie Stiles was the assistant coach. Oh, y'all were our rival. Right, and then you played for your dad. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, we I don't think we played during the regular season. Or maybe one yeah, time. and one, like, random. So we get to the – it's all Ashland Championship. It's you and Rich Riddles. <laughs> <laughs> that was some. Those were some classic stack teams back then. Now you had uh, Mac Schubert, maybe. I don't. I, we might. Pat Jones. I don't. We had Rod Henry. Rod Henry. Right. That's all we really oh, needed. Oh goodness. Well, but whatever championship, whatever age, I remember coming out and Hank telling us, "All right, you guys are sitting for the start of the game." And I'm like, "What did we do? Something wrong?" Right. I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" And he's like, we're going to let the guys that normally don't get a lot of playing time, they're going to start. And I didn't notice, but Hank and Larry had made a a deal. They're going to start the second string. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So the the five or six people never got to play, played like the first quarter or like a half a quarter. I mean, it was was a significant length of time. And that was just – Unheard of. Yeah. So – they're like, why don't you know? This is for the kids. Why don't we let them do that? Yeah, and I, that has obviously stuck with me for fifty years. Now, here's what's funny about that: after that first half of the first quarter, those kids didn't see the quarter. <laughs> it was again. on. Yes, <laughs> and another one, other quick story about that game. I think it was a such a low scoring game. It was like twelve to thirteen. Yeah, we we like. weren't prolific. I think, and I think it was a one point margin and. And some and somebody told me that we were 
visitors when we were really home. So I thought we lost the game <laughs> by one point. Everybody's celebrating. I'm like, I'm like what? And they're like, oh, no, no, we're here. I was like, great. I don't, I don't remember who won that game. I remember something about we, the I think we did by one point. I don't, I don't know if, if somebody took a shot. I don't, but it was, it was ugly. We're going to have to fact check with Rich yes. and Ron. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, because we played all over. We traveled to Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. And, and, yeah. And I think we went to Verona. Matravet, which is yeah. about as big as this studio. I mean, you had – exactly. <laughs> uh, I think we had like four inches from yeah. the sideline to the wall. Right. It was crazy. You couldn't save a ball out of bounds because you were going to hit your head on no. the wall. It's crazy. Yeah. 13 to 12. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a just a butt-ugly championship. <laughs> But typical. Were we doing four corners the whole time? I, don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, every basket was precious yeah. in that game. I don't think I scored. And that, I mean, it was you know the role players that were doing all the scoring. I, I it, that's yeah. It sounded like if those kids hadn't started the game, the final would have been fifteen fourteen. Right. That's exactly. They got a score. They did all the scoring. <laughs> was that your favorite sport, basketball? Uh yeah, basketball, football. Um, I liked them equally. I played them both in junior high and then at Patrick Henry for both um, JV and varsity. They're both pretty different games, though. Yeah. So what did but, you like about both? Well, go ahead. Uh, okay. Well, but it different games, but they back then everybody played every. Yeah, it's good. A point. lot of people played a lot of sports, so you'd see the same folks. You know, finish up uh, football season, you go right to basketball. Yeah. And a lot of the same same, kids. same athletes. Yeah. I guess there were a handful of kids that didn't want to play football because it was pretty yeah. brutal. Oh, yeah. Especially Donnie Marsh throwing the ball. Oh, my God. I told uh, Jock Jones that Donnie ran me over, and he goes, Donnie was kind of a like an elusive speedster guy. I'm like, not that nah. day he wasn't. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> he used some kung fu on me a couple times. Oh, man. Yeah, he's a big kung fu guy, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he won multiple trophies. He he would had a picture, I guess, of like one of those trophies where I thought was you know pump ass and kick, right, right, something athletic. He's like, no, nah, that's all my, my martial arts trophies. I'm like, yeah, he really got into it. I oh think. yeah. All right. So when you were like ten years old and you were playing little league, who was the stud on the on your in the league? Maybe not just your team. Well, it's, it was Donnie, uh, Lonnie Spurl. Lonnie was. When Lonnie went to Carolina. Yeah. I'm like, We've just lost yeah. a really good player. He would. They, they were twenty eight sweet. And get a touchdown every time. <laughs> right. He just run outrun everybody to the corner. But yeah, he was. Uh, I forgot who, I forgot who played quarterback. But it, it was Lonnie and Donnie. Was it Pat Jones? Was he the quarterback one year? Uh, maybe. Yeah, he he was a good good athlete and good um, basketball player too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so to, uh, oh, um, uh, Ned Stevens. He mm. was he was a mountain of a man. Yeah, he was. Back he was a big kid. Yeah. He was always a big kid. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, his his dad Ed was uh, helped coach. Oh, football. Football. Yeah. Ed was really into baseball too. Yeah. Super yeah. into baseball. Yeah. So, and and then yeah, um, a couple of like Art Farmer, you know, rest in peace. He's uh, he was probably one of the best athletes I ever I ever ran across. He I don't think he played little league. And, I don't remember playing with him. Yeah, yeah but. When he got to JV, man, that that was it, it, he 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 and Donnie were just you know 
on a different planet. I remember Art uh, when we were at Gandhi uh, together, and you'd see him at PE, and his his quads <laughs> were like twice it, the size of a grown man's. Right. I'm mean, like, what is happening? He looked here? like He Man. Yeah, he looked. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So Donnie, Donnie stayed flexible. Didn't do a lot of um, lifting or anything because Kung Fu kept kept him a little more flexible so he didn't lift a lot of weights oh he was doing it way back in the day too yeah oh, okay. so but i think i don't know i don't know uh donnie can tell you art may have been because man fast elusive just cut ripped yeah, yeah. and I, I wouldn't want to stand in front of him if he nope. was coming at me no yeah uh all right so who's the best one uh athlete either sport or both sports when you were in like eighth grade uh I think we had uh, Jay Morris, um, Donnie's cousin. Who ended up and, being the quarterback. For yeah. And, I mean, he was you know, basketball and, and football. You know, Donnie and basketball. I mean, he, he probably could have gone somewhere to play. Um, could Donnie shoot? Yeah. He could do it all. Dunk. What is he? He was Back then he was six foot. Yeah. Ish. Dunk. Mm. I think I was the only guy on the basketball team that couldn't dunk. I mean, we had – we had some underside, and then you had you know, Huck Miner and um, Rick Shelton. They were big, and Jay was big. Too. He was tall, right? And yeah, those guys, basketball wise, yeah, it was it was probably Don, Donnie led the show then too. Is Donnie the answer for varsity sports too? Mm -hmm. Patrick Henry. Um, when I was a junior, so we had I guess trying to think who oh Clifton Coles. Mm -hmm. Who was I think he was two he may have been two years older. Yeah, because he didn't he wasn't he wasn't playing when I was, but he would he would go out work with his dad's um lumber yard, cutting wood, then he'd go to then he go to practice. I mean, he was just he was a stud. Yeah. He had a younger I mean, brother too, didn't he? May have. Yeah. yeah. But he he was I remember watching him in awe and and Coach Long, Ray Long. Um, just praise him up and down like about about his worth work ethic. He would never, he was never boastful, very humble. Just went out and I mean, just mowed people down. He's the kind of kid you want for all oh, twenty two positions. Yeah. 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 All right. So I, I distinctly remember Donnie just being all world. And this is not the Donnie show, but I mean, we're talking about growing up playing sports oh, yeah. in this area, and and for people our age, Donnie was well-known by everybody. He was a good guy, too. Uh, and he multi-talented. I mean, not only doing the kung fu stuff, but he played piano, and he was uh, active in his church. But there were guys, like, when he played running back, who was the backup running back to him? It may have been Emmanuel Holman. Uh, Scoop. Wasn't Scoop the fullback, though, which is hilarious because yeah. he was like 5'6", yeah. 150. But <laughs> but light you up. And, uh, and it, that may have continued on to junior high and, and high school. Yeah. It, I think so it did. It, and I, I don't know when Lonnie – Came in in or left. Lonnie he probably was, left for like eighth eighth grade. Yeah, maybe right before. I I think he, I missed playing with him like the last little league football season. Yeah, he he left maybe even before eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. but I I guess the point of me bringing that these names up is there were guys second and third string that could have easily started out. Rodney schools. Rodney Johnson. He mm -hmm. he ran the ball some. I don't know about varsity. Man, I remember. Putting him, they put him in the game. I think he had like fifty yards on five carries or something. Yeah, and like yeah. Artemis Norris. Yes, I mean, was, I mean, yeah, the list goes on. But 
they they may not have you know been able to do other things and that's maybe why they were second string or didn't have the work ethic sometimes or they just weren't as good as Don. or they played out of the positions yeah you know rodney was certainly a I've known him since kindergarten, and he's a hell of an athlete. But yeah, he played. He may have played linebacker or defensive back, and and people have played both ways yeah. without thinking about it. Yeah, wasn't a big deal back then. No. Well, I'm I'm trying to think. Like when you were a junior, Patrick Henry, Justin Taylor was a senior, or was he two years ahead? Right. Of you? Yeah, two years. He was two um, years ahead of you. Yeah. So he he was with Clifton Cole. Yeah, Justin Taylor and Bobo. Can you um, imagine those kids are playing all the time like they weren't having any academic challenges, they weren't being distracted by silliness away from school or home. Yeah. If they all were on the field, world beaters. No doubt. World beaters. They yeah, he was another just phenomenal athlete. I remember uh Jay Hugo was a center. Mm-mm. Jay would tell me a story. I mean, Justin would kind of he'd he'd follow plays that were called, but then occasionally he'd just like go off and do his own thing so he told Jay I forget what game but he said Jay you and me all the way and Jay's like what are you talking about and he said um, we're going quarterback sneak it the entire time and they didn't for that entire drive for the entire drive and, and now he may have gone like off tackle he may have gone you know off of Jay's butt a couple times left ready may have gone off guard but he would do this it was supposed to be triple option, but it was one option. Justin's going to keep the ball. And it, it what I don't know if literally it was quarterback sneaks, but it was pretty darn close to yeah. it. And he'd just drag people or shake them. Or, and he had a cannon for an arm, too. He, I, I, I may be misremembering this, but I remember thinking he was the best athlete I'd ever yeah. been in person with. Yeah. I mean, away from watching professional football or basketball or whatever right. in the stands. But, like, I couldn't believe how athletic he was. And when he ended up not playing towards the end of high school, I thought that, that was tragic. It was. It was. Completely tragic. All right, let's focus on you. Basketball growing up, were you more of a, a guard? Oh, yeah, I was a center, forward center until I got to junior high. So you were tall, taller than most kids. And then all of a sudden I wasn't. <laughs> and I, I had a little bit of ball handling, but not like, you know, guys are today, stretch fours and center and just dribble, shoot, and do it all. So by the time you came into your own and other kids had caught up in height or athleticism or whatever, uh, what, what did you gravitate to? What position? Um, prop, I, was, I was forward still, mm. you know, small forward. And rebound led to JV team and rebounding. Um, tenth grade, I guess. Yeah, and then. Um, well, how so, tall? How tall were you? Because I imagine you and I have shrunk a little yeah, bit. Yes, six one. And you were playing forward. Yeah. Okay. Even on the varsity team. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Because I, you always struck me as a two guard. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I had to morph into <laughs> in the Hanover County thirty five and older league. Yeah. If I wanted, to, if I wanted to survive. <laughs> Yeah, we, we had some uh, six foot four guys that could. Uh, I think our combined vertical was like ten inches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I had. Um, I, I really did. Uh, that's yeah. So an undersized forward is what I played uh, in high school. A lot of hips and elbows. Yeah, um, positioning and, and and I was quicker than most big guys. Had. I'm pretty strong for my size too. So yeah, so they could maybe get up a little bit higher, uh, but you were going to. Oh, I out position. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hustle for the ball. So, what, what was your uh, your senior year? What was your average uh, stat line? Uh, 
three splinters and <laughs> you saw the and, court and, saw. No, you, I I remember you being well, like the seventh guy. Uh, no, okay, no. I misremember. Not yeah, because we had Redbone. Oh my! By the way, <laughs> maybe the best basketball player ever lived in Hanover County. Uh, you, I mean, we had all those guys who were were studs on the football field. were playing basketball, so uh, Jay Morris, uh, Huck, uh, Jack DeBoris, um, Rick Shelton. Jeff Taylor uh, was on the Rod shows. Henry. Rod, Rod got some playing time as a so he's a year younger than me. So as a as a sophomore, I think he, he was, was tiny on. too. Yeah, but he he had a motor and ball handling skill and he could shoot. Um, so there were some eleventh, tenth, eleventh graders that you know they were bigger, better, faster. So your kids, I imagine one, two, or three of your kids are going to listen to this. Your stat line at varsity basketball <laughs> in high school was three splitters. Well. So Jeff Taylor, um, rest in peace again. So, so Jeff was, uh, I remember a game in, at Tucker, and we were beating Tucker pretty good. So I got in, and I had eight points. And that was my, I think that was uh, the highest I ever had in for varsity. Because 11th grade, I was like, whew. <laughs> yeah. never see, Never see the light of day. So senior year played a little bit, but – I remember Jeff Taylor heckling me from the sideline. Miss it, miss it. Why would he want you to miss it? Because he didn't want me to score more points than that. <laughs> but Jeff played a lot, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah he was starting. He was a good player. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, all those names you named like nine people. Yeah. You were, you were the tenth man. Tenth man. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and the only no, was... only guy could, you and Rod couldn't dunk. Right. Did Did Scoop play on that team? He, he did. He I think um, may not have qualified. Uh, academically, like for the second semester. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was Scoop. phenomenal. So I know we've mentioned Donnie's name way too many times, but you and Donnie were the same year. So I, I, he, I love Donnie. I love bringing him up. Uh, Donnie, state player of the year in football. Right. Uh, and then the next year, after you, you guys graduated, Scoop. Yeah. 5'6, 150, state player of the year. I've been on the basketball court with Scoop a handful of times. I, I didn't, didn't play point guard a lot, but we were playing a pickup game at Gandy, and I'm dr- bringing it up, and Scoop said something. I knew Scoop from baseball yeah, and football yeah. and basketball. Scoop said, I'm going to take the ball from him. <laughs> I said, Scoop, you're not taking the ball from me. And before I finished that sentence, he had taken the ball from me gone. and gone the other yeah. way. He's the quickest dude I've ever been around. I've, in kindergarten, he we would play tag at recess. Nobody could catch him. I mean, like. Everybody's wheezing. And he wasn't he's, even trying. All he's doing is laughing at us. He's <laughs> laughing his head off. He was and, spending more energy on laughing. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Unbelievable. And, and uh, the nicest guy. Oh, yeah. The absolute nicest guy. No doubt. All right, so besides go to school and do what your parents told you and play sports, did you have anything else that you enjoyed doing? Rob and I played Dungeons and Dragons. Really? Yeah, man. Y'all were both we, D&D? We tore that up. Is this where we're about to bring in Silent Rob? Yes. Hold on, bring the mic to you. Let's talk about a little D&D. I never played. I knew I, I didn't judge people. I'm like, it's all good, whatever they're into. But it had the reputation of being kind of nerdy, right? Sure. Yeah. I'm, and I don't say that disparagingly. That was just kind of the vibe we put off. But yeah. y'all enjoy playing it. Oh, yeah. What was so enjoyable about it? I mean, I just think the the imagination it brought out in you. Yeah, this, um, is, this is before digital age, too, so we oh, didn't yeah. have computers. This is books and note-taking and... The, all the die and everything so so you're ro- you're rolling dice you're reading books you're you have a character yep 
Oh, yeah. And your character Multiple. develops over time. That's right. Is there winning and losing in this? Mm, not really. Just yeah. development of characters Just, and yeah. stories. Right. Yeah. And so right. If you're the dungeon master, that's where you control the narrative. Okay. Right. So we, I'd played with some, some of my friends, and they, they would do new characters, new stuff for every adventure. Okay. But then there were some that you carry your character over and... Super play. creative. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you had to uh, visualize everything in your head. And the graph paper with <laughs> graph paper. Yeah. You would map out your, plot out your maps. Where you're going to go. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. And it so, was, it wasn't just, I mean, when we played, it was multiple characters. I mean, like we had a team, kind of just multiple characters. Um, and and you asked, I mean, we didn't ever go against each other. We were always on each defeating, on the, the, team. defeating yeah. the adventure kind of deal. Yeah. What does it mean to, to defeat the adventure? Well, you you kill a bunch of bad guys, get yeah. get their gold, and and buy stuff with your gold. How many kids are playing this typically at any one time? Uh, you, yeah, it's unlimited. I mean, yeah. you could. Well, you they, have to, do you have to be together? You have to be together back in the day, yeah. right? Back in yeah. the day, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, same room, same okay, yeah. same adventure. So look, we just did the two of us, but then there was other times, you know. Maybe six to eight people. Oh, like gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And so if you're doing six people, let's say, does everybody know what's going on or do you have to help each other? Oh, you verbalize it. Yeah. Okay. It's like, uh, it's a big play. It's a yep. big production. So okay. you're verbalizing and Dungeon Master's telling you what the bad guys are doing and then you got to react to it and then you got to roll the dice to defend yourself, roll the dice to swing your sword, roll the dice for... Casting if I, spell. Yes, casting spells or influencing somebody to do something. What, what ages were y'all when y'all did this? And 10? That's hard. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, 10, 11. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I got into, I got in scouting. So I was was doing scouts kind of at that same time. Before we get into scouting, D and D still huge. It's even bigger maybe today. Yeah. Well, uh, World of Warcraft. Essentially the same thing. Leroy Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) That, if, if nobody's heard of that, just Google it and watch it. Um, that's what we were doing, but not on the computer screen. Right. Okay. So Leroy Jenkins is a thing. Leroy Jenkins is is a a grad is a modern day Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Yeah, and that that's his character name. Should I have known that? Um, maybe if you didn't play it, maybe not. I yeah. mean, that's the way uh, World of Warcraft and and a bunch um, Baldur's Gate. There's there's a bunch of stuff on the PC now. Right. That's the exact that they use uh, Dungeons and Dragons as their background for how they basically the foundation. Re- yeah, how they program the game. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, was it uh, turn based role play? Mm-hmm. I think it's not something like that. But there's still D and D books in the. Oh yeah, store. and there's still D and D. There, I think there is a PC gamer mm-hmm. you know, stuff that you can do. It, does does it say something bad about me that nobody approached me to play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> I don't think so. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just yeah, not uh, no nothing negative. Yeah, just, it's all good. No, not in your not in your. Uh, Constitution. I think that was well, a uh, was was definitely that's, what, that's one of the character traits in Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, that's Constitution. I, I guess I'll take that. Yeah. Are you mentioned Scouts? Were you in Scouts for a long time? Um, up until I guess high school, and then you know got where yeah, athletics just kind of took over. So I made Life Scout, which is one step before Eagle. Oh wow! Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. But 
to John, do it by what, 15 years old? Uh, yeah, 14, 14 maybe. Okay. 14 or 15. Yeah, 16. And then yeah. just a matter of not having enough time in the day yeah, to do just, all of it. Yeah, just other things caught pulling my shirt tails. And, well, and look, I, whatever else is pulling your shirt tails, playing sports had to be more fun than being in the scouts. And that's not meant to be disparaging to the scouts, just to say yeah. football and basketball is a lot of fun. Yeah, but I, we, had, we had some cool um, adventures with scouting. I mean, um, Jay Hugo's on it. Jonathan Page, his dad was our scoutmaster, Roy. He was awesome. He had a little song to wake us up at, at summer camp. God, it was. Was it loud? It, it was. Nope. He would just do like this earworm, little. Wake me up, wake me up, wake me up in the morning. And he'd just go around singing that. And it was worse than any alarm clock you ever heard. So it worked. Oh, yeah, to a T. And he would just say it like that. You know, because camp so quiet by then, because we had stayed up till three in the morning, farting around anyway. I'm not, I'm not trying to get into anything political here, but there are g- girls in the Boy Scouts. There are, right? yeah, that that is correct. It seems antithetical to how the Boy Scouts. Yeah, were and the Girl Scouts were not happy. I understand. It's I I don't understand it, but yeah, yeah that's today's we world. We don't have to go any further. Th- yeah, sure. Yeah. All right, so. You you were good in school academically, yeah, uh, solid B plus. What did you enjoy the most? Which subject? And I have no idea I, what this answer is. Yeah. This is fun. Um, I don't know. It wasn't a big. I guess not a big math. Uh, but although I did like physics, you know, that was pretty cool. I had, uh, I don't know about, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're just kind of you're pretty good at all of them. Well, good enough. And you enjoy- chemistry was cool. Um, maybe we didn't have biology. I don't think back then. So a couple sciences you liked. Yeah, not really in the history uh, or English. Yeah, I did like. I, I wasn't math, but um, I loved Miss Pugh when she would teach. Ge- she taught us geometry, and Miss Wiblin um, taught us algebra. So my my love for math faded after the. the I mean, I they were good teachers. Good teachers, and then <laughs> for when I got to college and had to take stats and calculus it was like oh boy yeah i should have i should have taken like pre i don't know if it did pre-calc back then but something something to prepare me for that and that was the stats is hard for even kids who were taking all yeah, those math it, classes yeah it, <laughs> it was rough yeah it, it was so rough that it, I yeah uh history i mean we had uh government i tell you one of my favorite classes was uh government with condy hopkins mm. she would rest make, it rest in peace yeah condy, rest yeah. in peace it's uh she was awesome, and, and we would uh, have to go to the town council meetings, take notes. Yeah, it was old school social yeah. studies, but high school. Yep. And uh, her dad was on the um, town council. He always recognized us. Say some students from Patrick Henry here tonight. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned some teachers. Who was your favorite at Patrick Henry? Oh, I don't They were. Um, well, I'll tell you, uh, Dr. Bracey was awesome. Mm. He was the right man at the right place, the right time. Um, rest in peace again. Wow. I mean, gosh, that's, that's, that's sad. But, yeah, he was he was an awesome principal. He was a disciplinarian without, you know, being disrespectful. He was uh, – the whole, the whole administration back then, it was – they were – Great. I mean, I, no complaints at all. Um, we had, we had our first computer class. 
there. What, what, what describe computers? Oh my God, that was floppy like disk, and it was basic programming. I mean, everybody's talking about coding these days. I think it was two languages back then. Yeah, it was, it was run this. Yeah, and if very then, basic. Yeah, yeah, go here and print this. And yeah, we we did sixty four lines of code. And we it was, thought it was we a big were, deal. Oh yeah, and if you messed up once, oh boy. Yeah, it's, it was rude. Uh, yeah, you got to get it all right. Or else it didn't work at all. Pete, uh, oh gosh, but Pete, that's we didn't call him by his last name. He was just known as Pete. He taught he taught computers. That was cool. Typing, I took, and you know, were you on an actual typewriter? Oh yeah, typewriter. Yeah, Yeah. Miss Perry. Well, it probably serves you well today. You got it. Now they call it keyboarding. Right, but uh, to be fast on that, think how much time you'd waste if you were just using these your index fingers. You say that, but. I challenged my son Davis to a type of context with with his peck and, and stroke thing that he has. He killed you. No, he, well, it was a tie. <laughs> I won't say he killed you, but he was quicker with that stuff than I thought it would be. Yeah, that's weird. Those young kids. Are, Repetition. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, for, and they're younger. Well, I don't know if he had keyboarding yet or not. I, I think he had, so, but he didn't do it the conventional keyboarding way. Yeah, uh, most people don't. Like, it's a lo- kind of yeah. a lost thing. People just gravitate to whatever works for them and then yeah. move on. All right, so you went to school. Uh, was your first choice where you ended up going? Uh, in college? Yeah. Um, it was, <laughs> no, because I was an idiot. I had, like, Davidson, William & Mary, UVA, kind of were my first choices, those type of schools, but... I wasn't that smart, so that I didn't really have a backup. Why Davidson? That's that, um, that wasn't common for kids. Yeah, no, it's uh, my, my mom would say, "Hey, this is a great school down here." So I did. You know, back then you had to buy the book and read about them. Right. You know, they, nothing online, so I read about it in you know small town and small school. So yeah, is your mom from Carolina? Mm-mm. Huh. We did, but she took us on, I, and I did a tour um, overnight stay. Two Davidson. Two Davids. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I really, they had a cool, uh, I didn't know much about honor codes, but during that stay, they were, they, the honor code was what drove everybody. It was kind of like the underlying theme for that. Similar to what VMI has. Yeah. Or UVA so, has one. Yeah. yeah you're, you're old enough not to do cheating or things and that type stuff, so don't do it. And they'd let they let you take exams back to your dorm room to do them. Yeah, it's unusual. Yeah, so it's and, and that stuck with me. So you had dreams of Davidson, William Mary, UVA. Yeah, didn't I think I got waitlisted? Something I got waitlisted at maybe Davidson, but uh, or I can't remember. Didn't get into UVA. Um, didn't get it, it admitted to any of them. But then um, had applied to. University of Richmond, uh, because I, I knew people that went there. Um, my roommate, um, I think three, two or three years that I was there, Martin Gravely, his mom worked there, and he had an older brother that went there. So I think you were going there about, you tell me, there was definitely a, like Central Virginia goes to the University of Richmond, like our parents' age. It, it was all Richmond, yeah. maybe a kid from an hour away sort yeah, of thing. But by the, yeah, but, and, that was true for um, for that generation, yeah. 
Randolph Macon and Richmond that they played each other in football. Up yeah, it's crazy, right? It's crazy to think about. Yeah, and but when I got there, it in the in the eighties, it started gravitating to like northeastern flavor. So seventy five percent of the students were from out of state when you were there. When I was there, that seems yeah. nutty. Yeah. So I, I met Joey Owen, uh, floor above me. He was from Emporia, and played baseball. And he and I were like, "Hey, of Virginia." <laughs> Here, here's here's how. We we were we were talking uh, about rednecks off off Mike a little bit. So when Martin and I showed up, and we roomed freshman year. All these Northerners called us the Duke boys. <laughs> like guys, if you think I'm a redneck like that, you should see some you, of my friends. You should you should leave the city of Richmond, <laughs> which we did. We pulled them out. You know, took the city boys out to the country, and then they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like. Please take us back. We're, <laughs> we're, we're scared now. <laughs> oh, that's funny. The Duke boys. Did that Duke persist boys. the entire time? Yeah, because Martin's older brother and, and Vern Inge were mm. the Duke boys. So ah. they you know, like, hey, we got Duke boys junior. And then they just they stopped calling Vern and, and uh, Paige Gravely Duke boys. And then just called the rookies the Duke boys. That's hilarious. <laughs> they, they they had never actually seen country folk. Right. But they had seen the Duke's ass. <laughs> right. right. That's the only exposure we, they had. And we talked funny, I guess. A little bit, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So now it's like 100% Northeast, right? There's no it's, nobody. Is, I, I don't yeah. think you're allowed to go to the University <laughs> of Richmond. Right. If you're from Virginia. I think that is correct. But no, they, they still try. Um, it's just such a and, – and back it was a little more affordable. <laughs> For for the average person back then, now it's it's crazy expensive. Is so it, it's and you and we thought you know, we were all against the you know the raising tuition one fell swoop like thirty percent. Um, but what it had the opposite effect. So we thought, all right, great, let them see what happens. Nobody will apply. Well, they had record uh, applications the the following year, even after raising jacking up the price. So when. Uh, we were kids. The thought of somebody from the Northeast, from our perspective, coming down to Richmond, like they're never going to come down here, right? right. Yeah. Uh, and from their perspective, like Richmond, Virginia, that's the capital of the Confederacy. Why would we go down there? They're crazy down there. But that kind of melted away. Yeah. And then it just exploded. Yeah. No doubt. It's uh, and people come down here for school and stay. Is there something? And there are other schools besides U of R that this happens, but U of R seems to be unique in that it 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 is a magnet for people from PA, Jersey, New York, Connecticut. Yeah, it's. I mean, and even back, you had the business school. You had um, it. It wasn't. They had some specialized stuff, so it, you could it really get into a, a lot of um, indiv- or, or focused study, especially business school or other other. Um, academic ventures but it and and the alumni base was great because it was if you wanted to go work in chicago you might have a u of r grad Mm. so the not only were they from all over then they went back to wherever they're from maybe and and would support other alumni so pretty strong alum network and and vast yeah and a beautiful school so you had like the setting it was like this just a little utopia in the middle of Richmond. And then sometimes you have to convince people to go down to the fan. To, it didn't take long. They're like, man, this is a cool bar. Yeah. Man, this is neat. So, and then you had to, you had football off campus. 
That's right. So you had to go to uh, City Stadium. Right. Uh, so people would hit the go. So a lot of times they would go to the game. The game would start and they'd leave early to hit the bars heading back to, to school. So they got to know the area. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually a good thing. Yeah, got comfortable enough that they end up sticking around. What do you remember most from going to U of R besides what we just talked about? Um, I mean, it was for me. It was it was great because I I I barely got in by the skin of my teeth, but then I I didn't take it for granted. So, um, really appreciative of of giving them giving me the opportunity. So, just tried to immerse myself in you know I was a, a Sigma Chi there. And um, meeting all my fraternity brothers and learning about their stories. And uh, Sigma Chi had a theory that um, uh, a diverse brother base is better than everybody being the same. They're absolutely right. So, yeah. So they were, you know, pulling in people that, you know, if you weren't a jock, you couldn't be, you know, in this fraternity. That wasn't the case. Or if you weren't didn't like the Grateful Dead, you didn't have a place here. Right. That's over-stereotyping it. But, so, having that just as a kind of a, a theory was really cool, I thought. Especially back then. Yeah. Yeah. U of R uh, is a very good school academically. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It has been it's, for quite some time. Yeah, and even back then, I mean, it was, uh, it's all top-notch and just created the... Um, it was a great value because it was great academics, but it wasn't as expensive as some of these other places. But then that changed a little bit. Yeah, the specialty thing you mentioned, uh, but it, just the, the general vibe of the place was we are here to be academic. Uh, we had, there are other things going on at, yeah. on campus, sports, uh, fraternities, yeah. whatever. But it, it had to attract oh, yeah. some people. And so, you, and along that same regard, you had uh, athletes that wanted to come. So one of my favorite memories is uh beating indiana in the sweet 16. <laughs> oh you were there for that uh i was i was at an off-campus apartment because it was on cable and we didn't have cable back then wow so we had to go to oh man i can't over by regency mall that's hilarious. where some students had uh had a an apartment they were and, one of like five thousand people that had cable in the Richmond yeah area. right yeah. probably 500 right but that particular um apartment complex had it. so we all packed into this one guy's apartment and man what a you couldn't believe experience you oh, couldn't no. believe it right and then a couple of years later i was over i think in rare old times off of patterson mm-hmm. watching them do it again against syracuse yeah uh, 15 versus a two yeah they won twice as 15 seasons. Yeah. And yeah, in a very short order. Uh, who who's the best basketball player on those teams? Uh, well, that was Kenny Atkinson. Yeah. Um, his days. Uh, Curtis Blair. Um, Johnny Newman wasn't on those teams. Curtis, no, I'm sorry. Johnny Newman had graduated, I think, a year before I got there, and that, and that you know, Dick Tarrant kind of set the stage. Yeah. Um, they they didn't. I mean, they it was probably. Eric English, um, mm-hmm. he was a great role player. I mean, they just had such good role players and and were coachable kids. And Kenny was probably the <laughs> the floor general. How did Kenny not get picked up by an ACC team? Back yeah, then? it's and he, I think he wore that chip a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah, and made him pay. 
Yeah, U of R basketball, Dick Tarrant with his curly hair and it's kind of long in the back. And he oh, was yeah. a former Marine and he was there for a long time. I mean, I think everybody, my impression was everybody loved him. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Yeah, what, and what he did for the school. And the, I think he was a tough coach to play for. Yeah. I think he was like, get, you know, get a little bit of excitement in him and yell a little bit, but, you know, maybe for the right reasons. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, but yeah, overall, I think he, yeah, he's still to this day. It's uh, one of the favorite spiders. Oh, he's got to be. Yeah. How many schools have uh, beaten two seeds in the tournament? Twice. Yeah. There's only yeah. one. There's only one. And I wish everybody that went to U of R was actually from Virginia. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I say that. So, yeah. All right. I, the statute of limitations have probably run out on this, except that your kids may listen to this. You mentioned you were in a fraternity. Are there stories from the fraternity that are okay for your kids to hear, but maybe a little fun to talk about maybe during rush. Oh yeah. Um, there's one in particular, I was in charge of the, uh, end of year, um, barbecue or big outdoor grill session. We called it backyard band. Cause you get a band, they play out outside and, and it was, it was like the, the culmination everybody saying their goodbyes and stuff. It's the last party before exams maybe, or at, I can't remember the timing, but it, after you had that, Pretty much everything shut down, yeah. party wise. So I was in charge of that and um, had this great barbecue set, big old pit, and I found this great one of my dad, uh, my dad's customers had cut me this this great that I could use to cook hot dogs, hamburgers, chicken, all that on. So I did that all day, and, and we You're, had cr- one of the Duke boys. Yes, cross, cross oh yeah, grill setup, you man. got it. <laughs> knew how to chart, knew what charcoal was. <laughs> Didn't get my fingers burned, um, but set you know set everything up, and things were going great. And we even had crabs, and we had bushels of crabs. That that was uh, that was a treat. It was oh, a huge yeah. treat. Oh god, yeah, and that was especially for a bunch of college kids. Yeah. So a lot. Of, I had a good budget to work with. Thank you, fellas. Hook me up, but. A lot of work putting it together. So the pledges clean up after. So I'm, and I don't know how, but I'm in charge of helping clean, uh, help you know, directing them do this, do that. So we had back then, uh, somebody had made a, probably one of the first water balloon launchers. Mm. So we had some fun with that late nights. We'd get bored over at the fraternity houses and we'd go up to the Robin Center on the big um, second level. And uh, on the outside, on the outside, yeah, which is you know, a couple stories high. People be leaving the fraternity parties at two in the morning, we'd be launching more balloons from up there onto the parking the X lot parking lot. And you may have had a beer too, yeah, yeah, oh, helps your aim, yeah, absolutely. Everybody, so, everybody knows that. So, we had, we had uh, and and the, the balloons were not big, so they, they didn't hurt anybody, we and we didn't really hit anybody, but. People would think it was people behind them throwing stuff at them, and that was fine. And then all of a sudden, word got out after about the third weekend, and they're like, "There they are, <laughs> scatter boys." <laughs> so uh, we somebody had found the the water balloon launcher and um, started launching water balloons over at Sig uh, Up. It was across the street from our backyard. So we had the mortar factor working. You know, we had a spotter. We had adjust. You know, he would tell. Oh, it landed here. Adjust fire this way. Then, <laughs> so we had two guys hold. And and for folks that don't know, 
they made this thing out of a dog dish and surgical tubing. The launcher. The launcher. So you have one person on the left, one person on the right, if you can think of a slingshot. So the person left and right were like the forks holding the the surgical tubing while somebody pulled the dog bowl back. With the balloon. With the balloon. And and the, the guys are supporting their arms and just, you know, their arms are shaking because you're pulling back so hard. And they're into it. They're, oh, they're yeah. Not, it's like, yeah. come on. So you let go, put the water balloon and let go and watch it arch over. So that that got fun. But then somebody had the bright idea to put some leftover crabs in there. <laughs> if you've never had crabs, that can be disgusting. So we were launching crabs at several, not only SIG out, Rick Jarvis, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I hit you. Um, but other fraternities, we were we were spraying by that time. And did you have multiple launchers? Uh, no, but we got rapid fire because I think I think we were receiving some uh, hotness from from the scene and people scoping around, wondering where all this crap was coming from. <laughs> so we had to skedaddle. Luckily, it was at the end of the cleanup, so we could skedaddle pretty quick. But watching the crabs kind of flop in the air, I mean, we were on the ground. Were these full crabs or were these already picked through crabs? Uh, these were full crabs. Um, and, silly college kids. They should and, have eaten them, man. And knowing the spees had land on the ground, they probably like, oh, cool. <laughs> we just hope it didn't get, somebody didn't get spiked in the head. Right, or a claw hit them in the eye or something. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. We had um, derby days where... All the it was a joint venture between Sigma Chi and all the all the sororities. All of them. All of them. How many were there? Uh, see, and that oh, that's cool too. We um, we were the first. Uh, the girls that were at Richmond were the first class of sororities ever mm. at Richmond. Huh. So they got to be a part of Derby Days. Oh, nice. So it's just where you play silly games and make up stuff and scavenger hunt and tag or whatever nice and then yeah parties during the week and then you have a big party at the end and you didn't do anything stupid that entire time you were in college no yeah i was a good man right on yeah i believe that yeah no we certainly did nothing that's i think the launching crab story is probably probably safest probably as far as we want to go there's stuff that that was fun but that maybe I'm, i'm not proud of Ah, yeah. I, yeah, I think we, I think some of us <laughs> so, have, have some yeah. things that we're not proud of. Yeah, so we had some, uh, we had some learning, mo- teachable moments. <laughs> it was all about learning. It's all about learning. Yeah, you, you never make, stop. You make mistakes and you learn from it. Yeah, but it was fun. I had a great, made some lifelong friends, and yeah, can't think of anywhere else I should have been. And you love U of R. Oh to, yeah, to this day. Yeah, we try to make all the basketball, football games that we can't even on the road. Sometimes we'll travel. Went to um, D.C. this past year, to, me and Rich Reynolds, to watch him win the A-10 tournament. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's we made really it. Cool. We made a pact and said, and this is when things were getting looking a little shaky during the season. Like, hey, if they make it to the A-10 tournament, to the championship game, we got to go. It's right and there. They went, on, not, they not went on a run. Yeah. yeah. He had the ticket hookup. He said, you get tickets, I'll get the, uh, I'll get the car and pay for parking and off we went. Yeah, and you enjoyed the heck out oh, of it. Oh man, and and to see all the other to celebrate all that with the with the other alumni was awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. All right, what'd you major in? 
marketing. And okay. went to the business school, got got into you had to declare uh, sophomore year and go in. Um, it's a separate school, so you had to apply, make sure your grades were good. Thank God they overlooked the stats and calculus. <laughs> Still got in. Had had some great experiences there. Yeah, marketing. So the last two years were in that school. Yeah, junior yeah. senior year. All right, and then when you graduated, what were you thinking you were going to do? I didn't know, I, but I I didn't want to be like uh, Philip Morris, AT and T, MCI, all these huge uh, national conglomerate company, Fortune five hundred company. They were the people that were coming around hunting for employees, and I wanted to go somewhere I could make a difference, somewhere smaller. Yeah, and. Dad just happened to mention. I, I thought in the back of my mind, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll try the dealership. Maybe I'll try working at Lux Chevrolet. And I hadn't said anything to anybody, but then Dad said, "Hey, you thought about what you want to do after school?" I'm like, "Yeah, maybe try out working with you guys." And he said, "Well, if you want to do that, I got a spot for you." Because mm. they didn't have anybody really doing paperwork or doing things that needed doing. So they like, "Yeah, we're." Here's a, a spot if you'd like it, and took with it, took it, and ran. I, the only the only regret I have is starting right after school because I didn't have any money. Yeah, and thirty two. So I, I, I had no choice. Thirty two years later, you're still there. Yeah, right? thir- yeah. It's uh, what a ride. Yeah, th- that, it, people it's, tell me they've been in a job thirty years. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I think I'm like, what am I talking about? Because <laughs> you're like 31 years old. Yeah, now, exactly. Right? <laughs> Perpetually. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy when you think when you do the math. No doubt. Yeah, I don't. I don't like college or high school uh, reunions anymore. <laughs> yeah, like, they are fun, but they're how, how long's it been? Right. I, I know a lot of people younger than that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, did some. I did a little bit of selling then. Uh, they said, "Well, let, we're going to let you sell first, and then." Uh, so I was working with my dad, Eddie Styles, Joe Styles, which you know was my me and my dad, and then my great uncle and his son. So it was really cool. And then as time went on, there was one person from each family that kind of said, "Hey, I'll I'll, I'll do the Lux Chevrolet thing." Yeah, it's uh, going even back to my great grandfather. They've they've had. At least every every person that's been part of ownership has been uh, had at least two or three other siblings, but only one has gone into into the family business. There's always one though. Always one. So you so have, you have three kids. Three kids. <laughs> we we won't talk about who the leading candidate may be. Well, I got a one who's a teacher and one who's working for ESPN. So. Well, tell us about the rest of your family. Tell us about yeah. the bribe. So my the love of my life, Corinne Luck, met her at uh, in college, but we were friends then, uh, dating other people, and graduated from college. And we knew that you know, we enjoyed each other's company as friends, and we ended up breaking up with our significant others. And she lived right around the. I lived on. Uh, Hanover Avenue in the fan across yeah. from Fox School, which mm. is sad to hear about. Yeah. Now, but yeah. she lived on Kensington, so she was working and working at um, Phil's Continental Lounge. The Phil's Continental <laughs> Lounge. So I I tell the story and that 
I went there to eat by myself just to talk with her and left her a big tip, and that's why she's married to me today. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, we we just started going out, and then didn't take too long that we were engaged and mm. having a family. Nice. And how, how, give give me the names, ages, and so yeah, we have uh, Carly, who's um, twenty five. And, when do you uh, stop it, caring as much about your children's ages? Because I, I I get in trouble if I don't get my the, kids. I get right. I I don't know if I get as in as much trouble anymore. But uh, yeah, I guess after eighteen it's tough. So and then and Peyton's he's in his twenties. No, <laughs> he's uh, he just turned uh, twenty four. Carl will be twenty six in January. Okay. Um, and then Davis will be nineteen. September 30th. All right. So Carly- he's, he's got Carly's teaching at Pearson's Corner. She's going to be a, a kindergarten teacher. She was teaching first grade in North Carolina. Okay. So and she's back near mom and dad. Back, back in love having her back in the home and living in the fan and uh, setting up. We're just got done setting up her uh, room. Nice. Helping set. Corinne's doing that more since she's got the uh, summers off. And Corinne teaches at the Ashland Community Preschool mm, okay. at. Um, Hanover Arts and Activity Center. Oh, wow. I didn't know that they had that. Yeah, in the basement. Oh, yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, so she's got summers off so she could help. And then um, Peyton is uh, graduated in May with his master's in communication from um, High Point University and just got hired in Charlotte um, by ESPN. So he's going to do college sports program and maybe college football to start and you love that oh yeah 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 he said one of his perks is uh he can take up to three guests and get into disney free (laughs) any disney property okay let's keep this job (laughs) you got silent rob maybe me rob and peyton will go (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then davis is uh our our exclamation mark and he's starting randolph making college september 1st and we'll be playing volleyball for he, christian taylor he's a he's a volleyball man i understand he is quite the uh the volleyball athlete long arms can jump it's got to be coordinated to play volleyball right yeah he uh he actually gave up soccer and basketball to play volleyball well sounds like a pretty good yeah move on his so it worked out he's a state player of the year they won their six straight PH won their sixth straight volleyball championship this past November. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. Did y'all have a volleyball team when you were no. educator? Yeah. Um, we didn't have lacrosse. We didn't have volleyball. Uh, I don't think we had field hockey. Yeah, Probably maybe. not. Yeah. It was soccer, football, basketball, baseball. Yeah. I think was it. Yep. That sounds right. So uh, everybody's near you except uh, your middle kid. Peyton's the yeah. only one that's not going to be near you. Yeah. He's down in Charlotte and um, – Got his own apartment and and doing the adulting thing. Yeah, yeah, but not too far away. And Charlotte's a great place to live. We we've got friends that live there, and he's got some friends. So we always Charlotte's Charlotte's a good town. Yeah, it's a really good town. Very cool. If my kids live there, I'd, I'd feel good about that. Yeah, for sure. Spread out. It's uh, the downtown area is not huge, but Charlotte proper is a lot of neighborhoods and a lot, a lot of cool things to do. Yeah, and see. All right, have you listened to any of these episodes? I have. Did, I don't think I don't know if we did this with uh, your dad, which I only refer to as Ice Wagon now. <laughs> yeah, uh, the best. Yeah, there, Kevin, and, wait, and you you heard about my brother's nickname? Uh something to do with meat. 
So playing, uh, I, th- I, I thought it was in college, but he, he told me it was afterwards, like a men's league floor hockey. He was so mobile, they called him Meat Wagon. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I missed the wagon part, but both two generations of wagons. That's it. <laughs> I wonder what's actually slower, an ice wagon or a meat wagon. I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I think the ice wagon would make you move a little quicker. I would think so. Yeah. Uh, did you have a name playing, uh, a nickname playing sports? Lucky. Yeah, so you got a pretty standard, yeah. pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, but meat wagon and ice wagon, it's meant to strongly imply something. No, I'm sorry. Meat truck. Let meat me get truck. That right. <laughs> Different. Meat well, truck. Well, truck implies that uh, he's got an engine, he, maybe. Yeah, and some wheels. I don't know. So maybe that's a little fast. Four, four wheels truck. compared to the two yes, wheels on, yes. on the wagon there. Oh, man. That By the way, that's one of the uh, happiest moments I've had doing this podcast is just – you and your discovery. family discovering discovery. that nickname. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did you have a nickname? I had a few. Uh, most of them were disparaging. Wait nicknames. a minute. So were you Gilly at St. Chris? Uh, I was. Uh, I was affectionately. This goes to the Duke boys for you in, at U of R. I was simply known as Redneck. <laughs> for the first two years I was there. Yeah, sure. And then I had other nicknames that were either disparaging or positive. Oh, but, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> How about Rob? Do you have a nickname in, college, in uh, high school or college? No, I wasn't. I would. I didn't play as much as you guys, but I got most of my nicknames from the crew when we were driving around. Oh yeah, Iceland. oh yeah. <laughs> you got to give Earnhardt, <laughs> Nitro Ninja. Nitro Ninja, just one of my yes. favorites. <laughs> driving around in the white Monte Carlo. That's right. First car I ever that bought from was your dad. Sweet. Wait a minute. That that was before the Pinto. No, the Pinto was Biz's, and that, oh, that blinded this. But my first car was the Monte Carlo, which I bought from Jack for hundred dollars. No, that's what I sold 200? it back to it for. Uh, <laughs> I think it, I think it was like thirteen hundred or something. Wow. Like that. Okay. Yeah. And uh, sounds like a worked, decent worked, deal. Worked all year at Kings Dominion and did that, and then Ross mentioned his first gig at Luck was selling. So, when, as soon as I graduated college, I got my first car from Ross Luck. Nice. One of my most loyal customers. Known him since Miss Trailer's class, two years old. I, I mean, I'd t- two, you, you mentioned I, the moms. I mean, I, I was at Miss Trailer's. Say, I actually say that we've known each other since before we were born. That's right. Because Sharon and Biz were friends. So. R- Rich Reynolds and I have that in common. My, apparently, go. Audrey Reynolds and my mom rub bellies when we There you go. <laughs> yeah, but it's been like 10 cars now. I don't even know. Oh, it's probably Ross. more than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're double digits. Let's just say. They're, yeah, definitely. The the Pinto was a was a Ford product. Is that right? It is. Yeah. Or was. It was. Uh, I I have this vague memory of riding around that Pinto because that was the first thing you drove. It yes. may not have been your car technically, but you drove it. And I the only news you got back then was on the network news six, eight, and twelve, right? Or yeah. NBC, ABC, CBS. And there was this big news that if you get in an accident with a Pinto and somebody hits you basically in the rear quarter panel, the whole thing's going to explode. Yeah, you have it. And I don't think I ever told my parents that Rob was be bopping around with us in a Pinto. With yeah. people in the hatchback, too. Oh, Probably yeah. Probably people riding in the oh, hatchback. Yeah. Yeah. That thing was a clown car. All right, since you're, you're, you've been a car guy for a long time, my kids don't believe me when I say this. There, there weren't child seats when we were no. kids. We had uh, bucket seats in the front of a lot of cars and the kids would just sit up there like stand in the sure. middle of that we had the big woody wagon think of uh the griswold family yeah in the, first the big woody, movie the yeah. woody wagon so 
we had, I had, I'm the oldest of four, so we'd have the woody wagon, and then you'd either, we'd lay the uh, seats flat in the in the third row and have some sleeping bags, and just, if it was a long trip, just lay down and hang What's out. What's wrong and, with it? Right. And the and, woody wagon, my aunt had one, and the, the back seat, if you left it up, was facing out the facing rear. Facing rear, yeah. So we were looking at everything we were passing oh, as yeah, we were yeah. going down the road. Yeah. So, and people would climb over the seats at oh, any yeah. given time, <laughs> just be like mingling around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you, you seat t- belts were not, you know, and car seats go go one step further. Seat belts were not a thing until my dad saw. Well, for our family, he saw a um, training film that, that GM had put out, Chevrolet had put out about the importance mm-hmm. of seat belts. So then it. Then it got a little stricter. But when we were kids, seatbelts were not really a thing. Well, seatbelts, you didn't even have a shoulder strap. You just had the waist strap. And not required. Not required. And most people didn't wear it. And, right. And then, think of Hanover County, how many times you see a truckload of 16 kids going down the highway, Mm -hmm. two, three in the front, and 10 in the back. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was nothing. Nothing but a thing. It, it, yeah. You, I mean, texting and driving is a problem these days. But what about a three-year-old climbing over <laughs> yes. the, front, the front seat while yeah, dad or, or mom's yeah, driving? Yeah. Or, you know, they'd, they'd sit on the bench. If you had a bench seat up front, they'd sit in the little spot in front and maybe d- didn't have a seat or a seat belt. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. we won't say anything about the younger generations being soft or anything, <laughs> but it's just, right. it was different. It was different. Yeah. We survived. All right, so have you heard the flipping late night talk show question? Uh, I have. I forgot what it is. All right, is. Yeah, good, it's perfect. All right. So you're All not right. you're not prepared for this, okay? Or you're maybe subconsciously prepared. All right, All right you get to do uh, you get to be the host of a late night talk show. It's a one time only deal, though. It, it lasts about an hour, but it can last longer. You get three or four guests. Uh, they can be dead or alive. They can be famous, not famous. They can be. You can try to be educational, entertaining, thought-provoking, whatever you want to want this show to be, because it's your show. This is one time only. You have a male guest, you have a female guest, musical group, or solo musical uh, act, and then a comedian. If you want to have a comedian, who would they be? Wow, it's meant to be thought-provoking and a little bit revealing about who you are as a person. Uh. And while you're thinking, Robin, I can talk about Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> or something. We can talk about um, over 35 basketball nicknames. Oh, my. oh we, sh- we should yes. end on that. We, yeah. Well, we should end on over 35 in general, and, and nicknames will certainly come up. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go to back to the talk show, and then we'll come back to that. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Man. I love it when people stop and really think about yeah. this. So probably, be, well, for me, it'd probably be folks that, uh, yeah, uh, well, for for uh, folks that are that I that I would just interview or have just talking to them, I yeah. would I would have I never got to know uh, my great grandfather, my grandfather, because they both died before um, on my on my uh, dad's side. And you heard who, stories about both who started, yeah, who started Lux Chevrolet. Okay, so I'd love to. I mean, I hear stories about them, but never never got to know either of them. So it'd be cool to, you know, hey, what were you thinking when um, James Inluck went from horse and buggy to owning 
a Chevy franchise. What was that like? You yeah. know, we were scared to death. You know, how much money did you have backing you up? That you know, I mean, yeah. just that type of stuff. The guts, I imagine, yeah. that your grandfather, great grandfather yeah, had. Yeah, for yeah, you know, again, and grew up listening to stories, so many stories. But you know, just to have a chance to talk with them, I think would be cool. But you know, his well, I'll put it like a maybe a normal figure, historic figure. If you you gotta would love to have a have break bread with Jesus Christ. Okay, found yeah. out. Hey, what's the deal? You know, I mean, that's you're not the first person to say yeah. that. Yeah. So just, I mean, it'd be absolutely fascinating. I think. Yeah. So I'll I'll exp- that I'll I'll cat- uh, subcategory those, but um, it's your show. Yeah. Um. So com- uh, comedian, uh, you know, grew up, I guess, listening to well, back then it was Eddie Murphy tapes. So you'd... we're old enough for Carlin and uh, Richard Pryor too. Yeah, but Eddie Murphy. Uh, it, well, let's Eddie. Um, I'll take that back. I'll I'll go with Red Fox. <laughs> I, I'm a huge Sanford and Son fan. Well, who's not? Yeah. So, <laughs> to to and I never, you know, because back then, you, if you had, if you wanted to listen to their comedy side, it had to be a tape or an album. Mm-hmm. And I heard he's pretty crazy in some of his uh, some of his um, comedy routines. I could that. listen to him for probably four straight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just and you know he's. He's passed away, so that'll. And to find out about the show, mm-hmm. I mean, what it was like, you know, making Sanford and Son back then, especially. No, yeah, Norman Lear. I, I don't know if you've seen that. They'll do an episode of one of these shows live, right? You know, Facts of Life or with new actors, uh, yeah. Playing, yeah, and and then they'll have cameos. Uh, people, um, Florence, uh, uh, the real Florence appeared, or the lady, the actress that played Florence was on. Uh, the Jeffersons redo the live, and they do it live. Yeah, it's and great. That, and it brought the house down. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah. If you're our age, it's amazing oh, yeah. to watch. So yeah, um, it, that guy's a genius. Just all the writing, but to find out about you know how it was to be kind of a lead actor on on a place like that was so groundbreaking. Yeah, the comedy and um, you got a musical act, musical, and, and I'm interviewing them. Uh, well, they can just, just they can just perform. You don't, uh, have to perf- inter- you, don't ha- you don't have to interview him. Perform. Yeah, like Red Fox is going to do a stand-up routine. Yeah. And then you're probably going to interview him, too. Well, he, had, he had a cool episode on uh, Sanford Sun with him and Scatman Carruthers were playing. <laughs> Red Fox was playing the the milk, uh, what was this, the wash tub bass? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. A broomstick with a string. With a string and, and, and then the Scatman was playing the ukulele. Yeah. And that, that was cool. Yeah. Um, I have so, I, my musical talents are, I mean, musical, and I don't have any talents, but. You're a DJ. Me, yeah. Was. Was. Um, but uh, my musical tastes are, are varied and, and wide ranging. Um, so Anything know, you don't somebody, like, is that maybe the easier? Uh, co- yeah, country, uh, like modern country. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with I you like, on that. I like Hank Williams, Johnny Cash. Um, I'm with you on all that. That, that stuff. And, I'm not getting into the modern country. Any country after like 1990, I'm not, not yeah. really into. Yeah. Um. But somebody, you know, like the um. Somebody that was groundbreaking, but maybe not. Uh, you know, like the Stones or Beatles, they, they just they had so much play. I tell you, 
Um, I'll tell you exactly who. Good guys. Mm. Chris Gore, Jimmy Gore, um, Harry Gore. Were they a Richmond band? Yeah. yeah they yeah, yeah. they went to um, open high school. And they they were so talented. They they they're they're all still alive and but they had they would have that core of the of the band, but then they would have um a rotating bass or horn player or keyboards or whoever they'd add in there. They did pretty well for Yeah. Yeah, a they while. um they were yeah. I mean, it, that encompasses, I, I like a lot of, like, ska, funk, uh, rock. So that they kind of roll it all up into one. Um, very humble guys. They played out at uh, University of Richmond. We used to go see them down at New Horizons Cafe. <laughs> what a place, man. Yeah. That, was, that was a cool place to see a show. Harrison and Broad. Yep. But yeah, the, I, that would be the musical group, and then um, your female, female. This is quite the eclectic uh, talk show. Yeah. Uh, mm. Maybe Susan B. Anthony. Okay. Refresh my memory. Why is she a, a uh, historical figure? Um. She was promoted women's voting rights. Um, at great risk. Oh, yeah. I mean, just... And at, what, uh, at a time where, I mean, that was unheard of. I mean, and you, you wouldn't have... I mean, you look at uh, what's going on in Afghanistan and some of these countries that that women are being oppressed and don't have any voting rights. And that was happening. Yeah, a form that it was happening here. Right. Yeah. I mean, without representation, you can't have change. Um, so you have to have somebody standing up. And she was the one. Yeah. Just to if, if you if you don't have the right to vote or women to hold office, you can't have laws change. You can't have certain things happen in society. Yeah. And the courage and conviction, yeah. just exploring that with her would be amazing. No doubt. And, you know, and, and you name any, anybody that puts themselves out there that just goes through hell and back, you know, just because that they believe so strongly in a, in a cause. I'd, I'd watch your show. I, I, I feel like I was bouncing all over the place, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a very good thing. All right, let's talk about we didn't we played under the age of thirty five in the Ashland Men's Basketball League for a while. I think I played in the over thirty five for a year or two. Y'all played a lot longer than I did. Yeah. What was what was the core of the team that lasted ten plus years? Who was it? I mean, Flip. He was he was the yeah. Stud. Flip came in. He was he was probably the we, best player. Was he? But. We pulled him away from somebody else's team. I, think. I pulled him away. He, it's, I might not have started on the rampage, but ended you, up. I was with I was playing with Luther White. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. You were. Yep. Rest in peace. Mm. Really, Luther. Yeah. What a man. What a you talk about stud athlete. That, yeah. Um, played for Lou Flanagan at Patrick Henry. Yeah. They had some good basketball teams. Back yeah, Luther was really good, even as an older guy. Yeah. yeah. And just good, great guy. I played with my cousin Eddie on that team. So then, then when they stopped playing, then I think that's when I joined. Uh, right, that's when it came the in. rampage. So it was Rich, Rich, Duke. Was, Rich was kind of yeah, Rich kind of organized yeah. it per se at that point. 
So yeah, you, Rich, Duke, uh, me, Mookie, Mike Woods, yeah, Mookie. Yeah, Mookie. Yep. We said Duke. You know, um, I was only on the team at the beginning. And yeah, I, and I pulled right. Flip because Flip and I yeah. worked yeah. together. Right. Yeah. And then Flip, so and that then was the beginning, and then, then we, mean, and then Stoner played some. Yeah. Mike Spence joined us for a right. couple years. Did uh, Evco play with us for a brief moment? Evco played for a brief he was, moment. He and Rich yeah. almost went to got to blows in a couple yeah. of games. But when he was on the same for, team, uh, no, no, when we were playing against him, yeah. okay. and then 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 we then we convinced him to join us. Right, and all was well in the world. Yes. Um. All right. Well, let's just quit. We're, we're at an hour yeah. twenty four minutes. Let's let's go through the nicknames, uh, and then maybe share our. our Favorite memories from playing with that team. I have one that just sticks out big time. Oh. What were the nicknames? You remember? So you were look at my feet. I don't know where I can't remember where that came from, but that, we put that on the back of our shirts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got. I think I had Randy for make sure it's for us or something like that. Um, heavy Chevy, right? Rich was, was Slippy. <laughs> slippy. Mike. Was no, wait. Me. Was he Slippy on the back of his shirt or Ito? He was Slippy on the back. Of he the shirt. was Slippy on yeah. the back. Yeah, but he was also known as Ito. <laughs> Um, flip was flip, as far as I yeah. remember. I don't think he had anything else. That sounds right. Yeah, uh, I was frosty. Frosty, yes, you were. Yes, and I think some of the players on the other teams—that's all they knew me by. Yeah. So. <laughs> hey, frosty. And then I'm drawing a blank on Duke. Duke was. Mm. This is. Was he Marion? No, maybe. I don't think so. Oh, that, I feel bad that we I do too. With that. I know, and he's uh, going to listen to this. When Mike Woods played, he was Mookie. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he was anything else. We would call him Big Smooth, but he was Mookie but on the shirt. He was Mookie. That yeah. was called Rich Big Smooth. Rich was? I think so. Oh. For Big Baby. <laughs> Remember when Glenn da- oh, was Glenn Davis here or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good call. Damn. I'm, I'm going to think of Dukes. All right, real quickly, my yeah. favorite memory from that team, and y'all played a lot longer than I did, but we, we were playing the over 35. And we were playing the guys that were in their 50s at the time. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Uh, Steve Pace was on that team. Oh, yeah. That Paul team. Wayman. Yes. Uh, uh, Yancey Jones. Yancey Jones, yeah. Ted Gillette. Ted Gillette. <laughs> so we're playing, and Ted Gillette, I knew, played basketball like a football player. He would hit me in my back like I was a wide receiver and, and I'm about to catch a, a ball. And I got so mad that I'm dropping – words that these older guys hadn't heard somebody say because they knew me as Brendan Larry's son. And, and I'm, I'm not holding back. There is no filter. And I'm, I'm aiming it all at Ted Gillette. Three days later, my mom calls because understand you had an interesting basketball game. <laughs> like, apparently like four of the players from that team told my parents. Of course. That I, that I had a, uh, a fun time playing that, the game that night. Yeah. Those guys, uh, I thought Yancey Jones was my friend until he stabbed me in the ribs. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but that was. I mean, then then they have a beer with you afterwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they oh, they were uber competitive for sure. And they beat us that night too. I don't remember that. I, I no, I think uh, they beat us I, one time. I don't think I was there. Yeah. Well, I, let, <laughs> let the record show that Ross is not there for that game. Right. <laughs> no, I might have been the one that we, the one that we lost. But then I think after that, I think yeah. we took care of business. Yeah. Those are great games. I had one shining moment that I, I must have lit up. We were playing at Chickahominy. Mm. And uh, Tony Philpot. Tony Philpot, man. And playing against Justin Leonard and some of these, Nate Schwab, mm-hmm. these Hanover, I mean, uh, Hampton Sydney basketball yeah. players. Yeah, playing and on the team. Now yeah. they're playing. So 
I went off. I don't know. I must have had 30. Mm. And it probably had like seven threes or something. Yeah. But during the game, I was just feeling, was, you know, I was in the zone. <laughs> I, I launched a three and it went in. And all of a sudden, there's this controversy. Was the rest are going like, is that a three? Oh, did you see? I, I didn't see it. Like, I don't know. But, and then, what are you, I said, what are you talking about? I was, I was getting agitated. So, a couple of plays later, I got the ball. I come across half court. I'm not being guard. There's a guy, a couple guys back. I launched like a uh, Steph Curry three from. Because you had gone eight for eight at that yeah, point. Oh, yeah. Well, six for seven. Because they didn't. Or, yeah. Well, I made that basket, but they may have counted as a two. So, I launched. I mean launch it and no sooner I left my hand and it felt good and it looked good and I said now that's a three and it went swish <laughs> and, the, and the refs blew the whistle and they're like because I was showing up I said no which is not your personality typically I said I'm not yelling at y'all I'm just firing myself up right I was talking to myself yeah <laughs> and I had some convincing to do because they had the tea getting ready to be capped off but that was fun uh, that's a good story. Fleeting yeah. moment. Do, do you have one, Rob? No, not really. So, I, I just remember there were. No, more. I got one. All right, here we go. We're gonna it end was, on this one. Yeah. So it was me. It, you know, as you get into these thirty-five and older games, you get people doing stuff they can't make the game. So I think the only people that were at our game or that could make it from our team, we had like three or four. Me, Rob. Maybe Mookie, and and that may have been it. We may have had somebody else, but anyway. So we pick up somebody else. May have been no. We were playing Scoop's team. Maybe we we're playing a really good team that we had no business being on the court with. You needed like twelve guys. Yeah. So we up, yeah. we end up picking up a couple guys from and daggone if we didn't beat not only beat them beat the snot out of them. Yeah. I think and they were that. so pissed off. And Rob, Rob probably was ten for ten on threes in that game. He was, I mean, we, that's the only way we stayed in the game, just bombing threes. I was going to yeah. say that's what we were known for, right? Yeah. Just chucking up threes. So we had lot, and, yeah. and somebody that that made us good that they had to guard, but he was cool and would just dish the ball if you were open, not hog it. Play yeah. t- and they they were so they were playing against Scoop. They were so frustrated. They wouldn't even shake our hands after the game. <laughs> Because that was like, to beat you. That's right. That was a solid and game. I don't think we had a sub. No. And Rob went off. I mean, the man, the man, between. he could have just dropped the mic after that game and everybody would have remembered that. <laughs> Love it. About. I do. Yeah. I, I, it's it's nice to go back and think about that. So I think Rico Morris, I saw him after a boys basketball game at PH one time and I was walking out with Julia and kind of what Julia is known for is threes. And, uh, and Rico said, "You know where you got your three-point shooting from." <laughs> so, yeah. nice. nice. He may have yeah. been on the other team that night. That's right. It's possible. It's a good chance he was actually. Yeah. Cool. Well, Ross, appreciate you doing this. Hey, man. thank you guys. It's totally fun. Out of your three kids, how many are going to listen to to this? I'm going to make them all. I'm going <laughs> so to grade three. Yeah, we're going to we're going to have a quiz after. <laughs> cool, man. I appreciate you doing thank this. Thank you, guys. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd also really appreciate if you'd rate and review us. You can find us at scodopodcast.com.